This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of a Clean Skate podcast, Dallas Stars podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, we've made it to episode 50, and to be honest, I knew we would eventually get to the 50th episode on this podcast this season. I, however, didn't know that, you know, when episode 50 rolled around, there would be no hockey to talk about, I believe. We are on day seven of no hockey due to the coronavirus and the NHL suspending its season. How is everyone doing so far? Uh, I'm curious. I hope everyone is staying safe and staying clean. Um, I hope everyone is doing their part to make sure that this virus is, you know, help to stamp it out and all that good stuff and get rid of it. You know, stay home if you can. Quarantine yourself. Uh, There's no need to expose yourself. And even if you're not sick, you could have the coronavirus and you could spread it to people who are a lot more at risk. Elderly people, people who are our, their immune system isn't as good as ours. So do your part. Stay safe. Stay inside. Wash your hands, for God's sake. And so I am curious as to what everyone is doing with their lives now that there is no hockey. I'll tell you guys what I am doing, however. I am currently going back and re-watching all of my favorite movies, and you're just going to have to suck up and listen to it because that is what I've decided to talk about. During this whole coronavirus epidemic, um, there is going to be a, a lot of Michael talk, so don't worry, you guys are going to get know me quite well and probably more than you guys really ever wanted to. Um, So right now I started off with my favorite movie, my favorite movie at the moment. And actually, that's not true. It's not at the moment. My favorite movie of all time that I've rewatched is, drumroll please, The Princess Bride. That's right. The Princess Bride, the Comedy action adventure movie that came out in 1987 is my favorite movie of all time. But now you're probably sitting there, of course, wondering, like, Michael, why is your favorite movie The Princess Bride? One, that's an old movie. Two, I've never heard of it. Or three, only my dad talks about that movie. So why in the hell is that your favorite movie? And I'm so glad you asked that, because let me tell you, you're right. It is a very, very old movie, and the only person that introduced me to the movie was my dad. I have now since probably seen the movie over 30 times. I know it by heart. I can probably quote the whole movie to you guys. I'm not going to do that, because I know that you guys would, you know, enjoy it too much if I quoted the entire Princess Bride. So let me explain, just for those of you that don't know. Now, this movie came out in 1987, so I feel like it's a little past the point of spoilers, 
But just in case you guys are like, well, you know, I need to watch this movie because Michael suggested it. I'll let you to take this moment, pause. I'm going to take this moment to say spoiler alert. There is going to be some spoilers. The Princess Bride is a movie about basically a farm girl and a farm boy that fall in love. The farm boy cannot does not have enough money to marry the farm girl. So instead he goes off onto a ship to go and find his fortune. Unfortunately, he is killed by the dread pirate Roberts on the high seas. And the farm girl is then married and wooed by basically the king, the prince of the kingdom that they are in. However, it should be noted that she does not in fact love him. He is not a very nice guy. He's kind of slimy. It, this is a funny movie. This is a hilarious movie. It's got Andre the Giant in it, that old WWE wrestler. He's huge. He's hilarious. Anyway, the princess is then kidnapped by a group of mercenaries that were hired by the prince to actually kill her to then start a war between the kingdom that they are living in and the neighboring kingdom, which is good for profit for the prince. Some hijinks ensue, and then it turns out that the farm boy that she was in love with, Wesley, is in fact alive. He became a pirate. He practiced sword fighting. If you guys like sword fighting and you guys want to see some of the best sword fighting and fencing choreography you have ever seen in your entire life, watch this movie. This movie is unreal when it comes to the sword play and sword fighting. They have, you know, five, six minute long sword fighting scenes that there's almost no dialogue it's strictly sword fighting it is incredible to watch friends are made along the way jokes are, are made people are killed and the long and short of is the farm boy wesley and princess buttercup the farm girl end up getting back together the bad guys have been killed they have a happily ever after and it is an amazing movie it's a hilarious movie you guys should watch it. I rate this movie an 11 out of 10. Uh, you should be watching it right now. I don't know why you're not. Stop listening to me and go watch The Princess Bride. It's an incredible movie. I probably didn't do it enough justice, but since we're doing movie reviews now on the podcast, that is what I felt like was the most important thing to talk about. I want to give a big shout out to my dad, who has actually been on this podcast before. He uh, was instrumental in me finding about this movie. Like I said, he was the one that introduced me to it. I was probably, oh, probably six or seven when he showed me this movie for the first time. And I just remember sitting there and watching all the magic and the sword fighting and the really, really funny jokes. Billy Crystal is in this movie. Is He's hilarious in it. Um, like I said, this the comedy is amazing. It really shaped my type of humor as an adult. From a very young age it's very witty it's very dry humor it, it, it's really really satirical it's quite funny it really has everything maybe you are a bachelor and you are into some big action adventure movies like i said sword fighting there's lots of blood in this movie people die it's a pretty cool action movie if you're more into comedies like i said the comedy in this is spot on i would urge you to try and find a better written comedic movie than this because this movie is incredible if you like you know maybe a love story this is in all sense a love story it, it is basically told as a love story it ends the final scene of the movie is them talking about the most passionate kisses of all time maybe you're a movie stob and you don't like you know how you know watered down modern movies are with 
CG and special effects. This is a 1987 movie. So all the effects in the movie are practical effects. The scenes look hand-built and are amazing. Just honestly, everything about this movie is perfect. And I'm going to get off my soapbox about it. But like I said, Princess Bride, you have to watch it before you die. It is an incredible movie. I'm going to bump my rating up to a 12 out of 10. It's an incredible movie. And that is going to be the first installment of Michael's movie reviews until hockey comes back. But as always, I want to hear from you guys, the fans. I want to know, one, if you guys have seen The Princess Bride before and how you guys felt about it. Two, if you have never seen The Princess Bride and you go and watch it, I want to know how you felt about it. And three, I want to know what movie you guys like and if there is maybe a movie you guys think I should watch and review while we are in the middle of a hockeyless streak. I know it's going to be hard, but like I said, we're going to get through this together. So if you guys have a movie that you think I would like and enjoy and you want to hear me talk about, go ahead and shoot me a tweet. You can tweet at me at CleanscapePod on Twitter as always. Hey guys, I just want to pop in and talk about my friends at Southern Scholar. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company based in Dallas. In fact, their founder still plays hockey several times a week in the local beer leagues in Dallas. They're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. Simply put, Southern Scholar makes the best dress socks in the world, seriously. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday attire. Included with each pair is their signature style card containing tips, tricks, and styling recommendations to help you best pair your socks to get the most out of your look every time. Southern Scholar brings you a unique yet professional dress sock which can be worn in the most prestigious of environments. Their socks have the perfect combination of stretch, softness, and breathability, providing a true mid-calf fit that stays in place throughout your entire workday. You can join their monthly sock club and enjoy all your member benefits like lower prices, exclusive sales, and access to their member shop, or you'd shop their collection without a subscription. Either way, you'll be saving money using code THPN. That's THPN like the Hockey Podcast Network. And guys, I just want to say I have a couple pairs of these and man, they look so good. And then you just put them on. They are engineered to form fit your foot and leg and to stay up on your calf all day. So if you're wearing dress pants, you don't have to worry about reaching down to pull up your socks because they've started to scooch down and they feel uncomfortable. These things fit well. They look amazing. And I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I have. We are now going to pivot over to a little bit of hockey talk. So don't worry. We are still going to talk about hockey on this podcast. This podcast isn't going to go completely off the rails. I'm not going to, you know, just talk about, you know, things I like for 30 minutes. So don't worry about that. We're still going to do some hockey. Like I said in the last podcast, I was toying with the idea of maybe putting together a poll for you guys to do on Twitter where I could build a Dallas Stars all-star team. And so I put together a bit of a roster. I found probably the best 10 players for each position in Dallas Stars history. And so this week, I wanted to start, start off talking about the forwards. So we will start with center. And it is impossible to talk about the Dallas Stars and the best center of all time without talking about the best Dallas Star of all time. And you guys can fight me on this one. But the best Dallas Star of all time has been Mike Medano. And I don't think there's any way 
to really argue that. Mike Medano um, leads the team all time in points with 1,359 points. He's got 802 assists, 557 goals. He leads in games played with 1,459. The dude was a beast out on the ice. He was one of the fastest players, and not to mention, he won the only Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars in 1999. The dude is one of the best American players to ever play the game, one of the best hockey players to ever play the game. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame for a reason. And to be honest, I feel like whoever he matches up against in this all-star team is going to get just absolutely crushed because there can only be four centers on this team. And we all know Mike Medano is probably going to be our number one C. Our second center on this all-star lineup is going to be Neil Broughton. Neil was the second leading scorer all-time for the Dallas Stars. He currently sits at 867 points with 274 goals. Now, I should mention that he got most of these points playing for the Minnesota North Stars before they were the Dallas Stars, but I'm still going to count that as part of the Dallas Stars organization, and therefore he is eligible for this list. He won a gold medal with the United States at the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics. That's right. You may have heard of that Olympic somewhere, but Neil Broughton was on the team that won the Miracle on Ice game against the Soviet Union's, which was incredible. And obviously he had a fantastic playing career with the Minnesota North Stars. So I think he is obviously another super eligible player on this list, though I am interested to see how everyone votes considering the fact he isn't a Dallas Stars alum. He did play for the Dallas Stars for a little bit, but he is more of a Minnesota North Star, so it will be interesting to gauge fan reaction on him. Moving right along now, our third center on this list. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. He never played for the Dallas Stars. He was a Minnesota North Stars. He had a playing career between 1978 and 1993. He played the majority of his career for the North Stars, and in doing so, he finished sixth all-time in assists with 369 assists. Nice. Again, this is one where it is a North Stars player, still eligible for this list, but I'm not sure maybe how known Bobby Smith is to your average Dallas Stars fan, so I don't think he will make it out past the first round is my prediction for him. Moving on to our next player, we have Dave Gagne. He played six seasons for the North Stars, three seasons for the Dallas Stars. He currently sits eighth all-time in Dallas Stars points with 534 and seventh all-time in Dallas Stars goals with 247. That brings us to our first current NHLer, on this list, we have Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan currently sits 10th all-time in Dallas Stars assists with 291 and is tied for 10th all-time in Dallas Star points with Yuri Lettinen. And that's not Yuri Lettinen, the goalie. That is Yuri Lettinen, the right winger. He has 514 career points so far. And I would say is a fan favorite. He currently leads the Dallas Stars in points. However, it is mentioned that this is his career worst year. He only has 50 points so far. Uh, 
Again, I don't know if the Dallas Stars or the NHL at that matter will come back this season at all. So he could be stuck at 50 points for the NHL 2019-2020 season. So I think it should be mentioned that he's supposed to be a leader on this team. And I wouldn't say he's exactly leading it this season. We will get to Jamie Ban later. He is technically in the left wing position on that one. I don't know if we'll get to him in this episode, but Tyler Sagan is a fan favorite. That's for sure. I, I love Tyler Sagan. My girlfriend loves Tyler Sagan. However, I don't think it is for his hockey playing abilities. And I'm sure that will score him a few points in this poll. That brings us to number six on this list. And I should mention that this list, the order I'm going in, I obviously started with Mike Madonna. I'm going in just, this is, this is just a random order. The poll that you guys will do will then be able to break it down and we'll be able to, you know, do some line combos and see what we can do. And then maybe I'll be able to go into NHL 20 and make the all-star team. But um, I'm not sure how easy it will be to make some of the older players that probably aren't in NHL 20. But that brings us now to Tim Young. This is another Minnesota North Stars lifer. He played eight, season for, eight seasons for the North Stars and zero seasons for the Dallas Stars. However, he does rank eighth on the all-time assist list with 316 assists. Not much of a goal scorer, but again, this is another one of the older guys, the old guard, the Minnesota North Stars, which is, you can't discredit what the Minnesota North Stars did, because without the Minnesota North Stars, we would not have the Dallas Stars, so I think that it is only fair that he is on this list. So, like I said, there is no particular order to this list, and that is why this player is so far down this list. Coming in at number seven, we have Joe Neuendijk from the Dallas Stars. He won the Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars in 1999. He played seven seasons from 1995 to 2002 with the Dallas Stars. He had a career, he had his best season with the Dallas Stars in 1995-96, his first season with the Stars, where he put up 41 points in 52 games played. However, we all know what happened. Unfortunately, he had some back injuries that forced him into retirement early, but he would then reappear with the Dallas Stars, being the general manager for the Dallas Stars between 2009 and 2013. He uh, helped set this team up. He's I don't know how many of his original draft picks are still around with the team. That's definitely something I should look up. But I think that should earn him a few more points with the fans in the vote. Not to mention he is just one of the all-time greats. One of the more recent players who I don't think is still playing, though he may be in the AHL, but he had his career best season with the Dallas Stars in 2011-2012. He had 66 points. That's right, I'm talking about Mike Ribeiro. He was one of our better players there during the mid-2000s. He is not currently on the top 10 list for the Dallas Stars in goals, assists, or points, but when it comes to centers, I think he was one of the better centers to come through and play for the Dallas Stars, and that has earned him a spot on this list. So now I might catch a little bit of heat for this pick, but I felt like you know, bringing out the last two, we came for, you know, maybe players that weren't at the prime of their career when 
he played for the Dallas Stars. I'm talking about Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza played five seasons with the Dallas Stars, normally in a bottom six center role. He was quite good on the power play. And to be honest, I enjoyed when he played here a lot. He didn't necessarily get along with management all too well. And I know some things rubbed the wrong way. And he is now living it up in Toronto. However, I, you know, I really liked him on the Dallas Stars. And, you know, when it comes down to do I put Jason Spezza or Steve Ott on this list, I think I'm going to take Jason Spezza every day. Now, rounding out this list, like I said, this is going to be a little bit more of a controversial chick pick, but I rounded out our top 10 of best centers from the Dallas Stars with Brad Richards. He only played four seasons with the Dallas Stars, and he never really put up really huge numbers with the Dallas Stars. But again, this is one of those guys that is such a high caliber, eventual Hockey Hall of Famer that I thought it was only right to put him on this list. So now that I have listed out the 10 best centers, in my opinion, all time for the Dallas Stars, it is up to you guys. So what I'm going to do is every day I'm going to release a few players going head to head. I haven't exactly determined the matchups yet, but look for those on Twitter. Um, you guys can vote. And then, like I said, once we have put together the whole team, we will do the all-star team. I'll do a little review of what the Dallas Stars all-star team looks like. So be sure to keep your head on a swivel on Twitter for when those matchups start to come out so you can help vote for your favorite Dallas Stars players. And that is going to do it for this episode. Like I said, for the moment, while there is no NHL hockey going on right now, this is going to be a bit of weirder episode. So, you know, we've got movie reviews going on. Maybe I'll do a book review. Maybe I'll do some more hockey. Don't worry, we'll have more guests on as well. I know normally there is a guest on this week's episode, but, you know, things have just been crazy and uh, I didn't manage to get a guest on. Maybe I'll get a guest on for this weekend because Lord knows you guys are going to get super sick of me talking about movies for the next two to three weeks. As always, I want to remind everyone that the ugly soft competition is still up on Twitter. If you guys go to at HockeyPodNet on Twitter, you guys can find the original post where what you guys have to do is you have to like, retweet, and then you have to post your ugliest socks in the comment. And then I will be able to vote on, I will then choose who has the ugliest socks and you guys will win the March subscription box, which will have an amazing pair of socks from our friends at Southern Scholar for you guys to win. So be sure to go and put in the picture of your ugliest socks. Again, that is the original post is at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. No upcoming games, no NHL news. And with that, I will end this episode. So I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one.